0: Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free
1: Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am, of course, your host, Michael Sherlock. And all month long, we are going back to school and not in a way that you'll all dread. Besides, you all know that I loved school. And I think that every September, it's really important that we take time to reflect on what we can learn. Now, the fun thing is, as an adult, you get to learn things you want to, not just what you're told to. And that's why my guest today is going to teach us a few things that I think you're going to find very, very helpful to you, especially as an entrepreneur or as a professional, um, trying to build your own mindset. And we're going to talk about this. So Kyle Gillette is an ICF certified coach. He's a behavioral analyst and you guys know how much I like making sure that we put that window on our own behavior and choices. He's an author and the creator of the Sage Mindset Leadership Framework. See where I put that in there, get us in the right mindset. He works with small business owners and leaders alike. And his focus is on helping them build powerful self-awareness. Oh, that's what I talk about all the time in their life and in their business. Not one or the other. Let's find some balance between the two. He also creates extreme accountability to achieve big goals, dreams, and results. Because it's one thing to have the big dreams, but if you don't produce the results, then something's missing there. And in the all the while to maintain a mindset of growth. From there, you can foster a life of empowerment to help others and be your best self so that you can have the most influence and impact possible. He's also the host himself of his own podcast called the Sage Mindset Podcast, and developer of the Business Accountability Mastermind, and owner of his own company Gillette Solutions, which is a coaching and consulting organization. So, Kyle, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Michael.
1: And I love it. You're coming from Bellingham, Washington today, uh, which is you know part of my old backyard when I used to live in Washington State, a little other side of the state, but still you know feels like home. So. I love everything that you're doing, especially Sage Mindset, which I know we're going to want to talk about more, but I get the highlights. So in your own words, tell us a little bit more about you and your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential.
0: Yeah. So I started my business three years ago, but the roots of it were about 15 15 years ago. Uh, I had the opportunity to work in a men's mentoring program for about 10 years. And I lived on a property with these guys, 18 and 25 year olds that were off track in life. And during that time, the gentleman that started the program mentored me for about 10 years. And so it was this awesome opportunity to be mentored by a business owner that he had owned. I think I asked him one time, so Jack, how many businesses have you owned? And he said, 30. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. wow. And then I think it was that moment that I realized the gold that I had in him. And, and I wasn't even an entrepreneur at all that. At that time, I was more just trying to get my feet underneath me and figure out life. But um, there I learned that just the value of mentorship, the value of helping other people, serving other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually that turned into a bunch of opportunities to, to lead a team of 20 people, eventually lead the, the nonprofit. And then there's a bunch more history, but that was the root of what started my business and gave me the heart to, to serve my clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and primarily my, my job with my clients is to provide perspective through powerful questions, help them shift mindsets and then ultimately get results that, that they truly want. I'm I'm not the plug in the program type coach. I'm the, let's figure out what you specifically want and need and shift mindsets and behaviors to make that happen.
1: Yeah. And it's so important. I love how it started with the concept of being immersed in providing mentorship, especially with young people who are off track. I interviewed someone for, I think my June series, that had done something like that earlier on, and it was so pinnacle to his desire—not just to continue to mentor himself, but to really get people invested in mentoring others, and having, I guess, kind of the uh, the courage to ask for a mentor. Which you know, business coaching, life coaching, uh, you know, uh, professional development coaching—all these things are a different form of mentorship that is so available today. I wish these things would have been available to me at earlier points in my career when, to your point, you're just trying to get your feet out. Because if you don't have those, then later on in life, you're still kind of just saying, okay, uh, I'm out here doing it. Some yep. things I'm doing right. Other things I might not be doing. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. And there's so many resources available if we just look for them.
0: You you don't have to be on an island. That was really what I've discovered in in business for sure. And before that, uh, in that program, I I realized that, wait a second, these guys think they're on an island. They think they're alone. They think they don't have any support. The business owners that before I start working with them, they they feel like they don't have that support. They feel like they're on an island and they're not. There's plenty of support out there and networking groups are helpful and that type of thing. But it's not that one-to-one or at least one-to-a-few type of support that really, I mean, the data behind it is amazing. It, it makes such a huge difference for goal achievement and, and moving
1: yourself forward. Oh, well, yeah. Because I mean, a lot of times in networking groups, you're just trying to put on the the show even more because, yes. yeah. you know, you don't want to be the one out of that room that says, hey, I'm not perfect.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. those I remember when I first started doing this business, how I was always so freaking nervous for those. Mm-hmm. 30 second commercials that you do. Oh yeah. And I didn't know what I was going to say, how I was going to say it. And everybody uh, else was like, perfect. And they had everything give your elevator pitch. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but then you show up and you realize that actually they're stumbling around too. I mean, one yeah. one guy is, starts off with sharing his pitch and he's like, well, I do this. And I, I, I work with my daughter and he's really stumbling and I'm feeling terrible oh. for him. Oh, and, yeah. and he stops in the middle of it. And he says, and I used to teach people how to do this. And then he runs. <laughs> And he stumbles through it some more and I'm going, Oh my gosh. Wow. If, if he's able to do that, then I'm sure I I can step up here. I think I'll be okay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) it's It's kind
0: of fun to network. So
1: it is actually, I belong to a networking group that, you know, of course with the pandemic, we all went virtual and, um, but one of the great things about the group that happened more in the pandemic going virtual is we went to twice a month instead of once a month or every other week or something. And, um, and the whole goal with, it, it was an entrepreneurial group. And the whole goal was to give each other chimes to be vulnerable or to say, mm. look, I'm having this problem and I can't get past it. And the whole group was has always been so aligned to help and support and just say, hey, you know, use me for a sounding board, or I do have someone I can refer to, or let me help you with the pitch. And I think that's a, that's really unique, but it's a different form of of mentorship. That's not always aligned to an individual, like what you're trying to do, but it really worked there. I was glad to see that happen, but I'm imagining that when you get somebody that comes to work with you, I don't do coaching on this, on that level. Um, I, frankly, every one of you who does it, I'm just like amazed because I don't have the emotional bandwidth to do it anymore because it's a very deeply personal interaction. Yep. But I know that just finding my own business mentor took me a long time because I didn't want the person with the cookie cutter here's my 10 step plan to make you, you know, a more spectacular business. I needed somebody to understand me and yep. my unique You know, personality flaws and my unique challenges and have the vulnerability to say things that I couldn't say in other places. So I'm assuming when people come to you and you work through that and they find that connection that works for them, it's got to be very powerful.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of the things that people tell me are extremely deep. I mean, I had a discover call where the individual shared the history with her mother And she, at the end, she told me that she'd never told me, told anybody else that before, besides like a close friend and her husband. And that was it. And, wow and this was a discover call. There was no commitment at all. And it was just some questions. And I was reading her personality. I was reading her, her um, body language and, and I was brave. And I asked some kind of scary questions. scary to me. And then also definitely scary to her, but she opened up and um, now we actually are in a coaching relationship and it's been great, but that's the beauty of being vulnerable, like you're talking about. And that's the beauty of being brave enough to ask questions and whether you're a coach or you're a business owner or you're a parent, it's the power of question that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, that's how we think we think in questions. And so if we ask that way, then it really draws out the way the brain wants to function. When we ask it's, ooh, man, it's, it's powerful. <laughs>
1: That is so good too. I love that line. We think in questions because we really do. Yet we tend to make more statements and my whole yeah. leadership philosophy and sales philosophy philosophy, are based on asking the right questions. And, but, you know, asking the simple questions that you don't need, to. you know, you think maybe I don't need to ask this because it's so simple and yet asking it Breaks down walls. It opens up lines of communication. It shows that you know you're not having expectations, and and those dialogues, those questions, really show great respect for somebody.
0: Yeah, you, I think what happens is we ask the question in our head about uh, should I say this or I want to ask this person this question, and then we answer it for ourselves, and then we spout out our statement or opinion. <laughs> A really good yeah. example of the power of question. Was I? My mother-in-law was taking care of my kids, and uh, she was getting ready to leave. And so I came downstairs and I said, "Can I ask you? Can I just ask you kind of an open question?" And she said, "Sure." And I said, "What is your reflective practice? How do you reflect?" And she thought for a moment, she said, well, I need to reflect on that for a moment. And so I just was silent and I waited. And then she responded and she told me a story about this art that she's doing and how she uses and how she wants to give it to this nursing homes and and use it for the benefit of other people and make them think about uh, kindness and think about a lot of different things through her art. And that's her way to reflect is while she does it. And then she gets to pass it on to other people. There's no way that would have come out. If I would have been just asked, how's your day? Right. <laughs> or how were the kids? No, she really shared some intimate things, which was great. And and that's the power of, it's really the power of the right question. You got to get right. the right question too, but uh, it was really neat. And obviously that happens with clients all the time, but I have to be careful with what I share. I
1: love, I love that. So talk about the sage mindset. What do you mean by that?
0: Yeah. So sage came out of uh, disc which also came out of my experience with the Alpha Academy, which was that men's mentoring program. I did this uh, for a while. I got certified and I've been still using it. It's a phenomenal tool. I love it. But I realized that it's not mine and I can't do whatever I want with it. And I want to have Mm -hmm. my own framework that I can do something with. And so uh, to spare spare the whole story, it's a really interesting story, but I I think we're a little bit low on time. So to spare that, uh, I woke up at three in the morning with, with a word, just a verbal word came to me. And I feel like someone even said it to me. It was self-awareness. And I'd already been working on trying to figure out what the heck to create for my framework. And I love acronyms because it makes things easy to remember. Mm -hmm. So that sage awareness came and I popped out of bed and I ran into the kitchen boxers and t-shirts sat at the table for four (laughs) hours from 3am to seven, just shivering, but four hours of taking notes on what eventually became sage. So Sage is four different things. And you read it at the beginning, but self-awareness. And to Mm -hmm. me, all great leaders are sage leaders. And what is meant by that is the foundation of great leadership is, is self-awareness. So that's your Mm -hmm. building's foundation. Then you have growth. And I know I'm skipping the A, but you have growth, which is your walls and your roof. And of course, Mm -hmm. buildings can grow. You can build them up and they can get bigger, wider, whatever. And then you have empowerment and empowerment is your windows and your doors. And then finally, accountability is the nails that holds it all together. Uh So the way that I look at it is we can always continue to grow. That's the growth mindset. We need to build that firm foundation with self-awareness. But empowerment is people can look into your leadership through the windows and they can come in and benefit from it by walking in the door. But people that are working with that leader can also leave and empower those and help others by walking out the door or look and see, is there's something else that they want to participate in? And great leaders, or sage leaders, leave the doors and windows unlocked or open so that people can come in and out. And there's no mm-hmm. hoarding. There's this abundance mentality to them. So that's just mm-hmm. a little snippet of what sage is, is about.
1: I love that. You know, and it's so. I often talk, and you probably uh, have the same thing when you speak to individuals and groups. But I love watching the reaction in a room. You know, you get hundred people, a thousand people, whatever in the room. And I say, you know, if I'm doing leadership training and I say, one of the greatest successes you can have as a leader is train someone to take your job. And you always know who is a true solid, in your case, sage leader, because they go, oh yeah. mm -hmm." And then you always know the ones who are not confident, who are not, you know, that are not there yet when they look panic, because They think, well, why would I do that? That will train, you know, then somebody's going to take my job. But true sage leaders in your term are the ones that, you know, say, come in, come out, learn from me. Let me learn from you. Let's build together. Let's grow together. But I can't build the second story without knowing that there's a strong enough foundation on the first story that I can leave it to start building the stairs to go up.
0: Yeah. And you have to blow the roof off to build that next level too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: to blow the roof off that you have to take a lot of risk. And and that's one of the key pieces of growth is taking that risk. And so you start ripping off those tiles and ripping off the structure there, which is a shift in your life. It's a shift in your mindset. It's a shift in who you are as a person. And then you can continue to build uh, in that leadership and that impact ultimately, because the more space you have in that home, that leadership home, the more people can be impacted by it. And the more you can train to send out. Yeah. And that's really the reason I bring the send out part is because in that program I was a part of, we didn't want them to stay there forever. Right. And I don't want to coach the clients that I have forever. I need them to get sent out and, I, and we need to send those guys out to the world and let them make the impact that they needed to make on yeah. the world. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so exciting. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let CuckooAbiz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to cuckooabiz.com today for more information or email info at cuckooabiz.com. Kukua that's k u, k u a b i z. dot com, and we are back with Kyle Gillette, and we are talking about sage mindset and so much power. You know, I love the concept of as you grow as a leader, in order to get to that next level, build that second story, you have to blast the roof out, and you have to reform because you have to prepare yourself as well as your entity. <clears throat> you know, your organization to have change, you know, especially if you're going to move up and somebody else is going to take your position. I I remember once upon a time um, I got hired in a company and I was really happy at my company and I didn't necessarily want to leave my company, but I had such a great offer and I loved, loved the person I was going to go work for. Mm -hmm. And when I went to work for him, no kidding, day three, he says, by the way, I'm taking another job. And I looked at, I was so angry. I was like, you jerk. I can't believe you did this to me. And he said, look, I trust the person who's going to take my job. And I trust him to be just what you wanted out of me. And if I, if I make myself a liar, then you can hold me accountable to it. Well, sure enough, that next person was just absolutely as solid. And, uh, but that's what you need to do because people panic and then they, you know, they, if you haven't prepared them and prepared the next person, they don't have to be your twin, but they have to respect the house. Yep. they have to keep the windows open. <laughs> yep, That's true. I love it. Now, all month long for uh, back to school, I'm asking each of my guests to teach us something. So you've already been teaching us some things, but you know what? What do you teach your clients that you know that maybe we can take away today and be better leaders, better professionals, better entrepreneurs? Um, in order to make sure that we're continuing to blow the roof off so we can open up our opportunities?
0: Yeah. So the the first one is, is really simple and it's uh, the idea of delegating responsibilities versus delegating tasks and -hmm. just grabbing a hold of that. And that's the first step in really empowering people and really helping the leaders that that they're working for you and with you to be empowered to do amazing things. But with that comes the need to give them power and authority. So you delegate responsibility, but with that, you have to give them power and authority. And Mm -hmm. usually the power one's the harder one to get. Authority is position. Power is actual, real functional leadership. Mm -hmm. But they have to, they can kind of bring that on their own, but they really need to have permission. So that's the first tip. And that one's real simple. Delegate responsibilities through power and authority. And the Mm -hmm. second one is a little bit more complex and it's tied to accountability. And I've done quite a bit of research on the power of accountability. And uh, I can't remember the acronym for the research, uh, who did the research, it's NTSA or something like that. But anyway, they found that in trying to achieve a goal, if all you do is I have a goal, the likelihood of completing that goal is 10%. If you decide that you actually want to do that goal, you've decided that you want to do it, it's 25%. If you commit to a due date, it bumps it to 40%. If you commit to a due date, you decide you want to do it. And then you also say, I have a plan, and you create that plan, it moves it to 50%. Now here's wow. where, yeah, and you're it's still really only
1: phenomenal.
0: at 50%. Yeah. And you're like, that's hall of fame in baseball. You know, that's it's like ridiculous. True. And then you jump to 65% when you do this. You tell people. And the way I describe it in my in my program, I call it the accountability pass, which stands mm-hmm. for packed at passive, active stuff and self-accountability. But when you tell people, you're just sharing your story. So for example, I'm going to write a book on Sage. So now I just told however many listeners you have, and for sure I told you. So that's passive accountability. At some point, we'll probably connect again. You'll say, hey, what's going on with that book? Or maybe you won't, maybe you will. It, It doesn't matter. The point is that I put it out there. So now my mind says, oh, crap, I better get working on that. And then people will actually ask me about it. So that's the passive accountability. And that jumps the likelihood to 65%. Now, this is where I'm a little curious, but it actually can jump to 95%. If what you do is active accountability. In other words, you purposefully meet with someone likely on a biweekly basis to talk about the specific goal you're trying to achieve. That's coaching. And that's also mastermind groups. And those are two of the key things that I do to help people achieve what they want to achieve. So. In other words, listeners, accountability is enormous, and it's yeah. what breaks businesses, and it's also what takes businesses to a, such another level uh, of success.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I talk about that all the time as well. Having an accountability partner, or also, <clears throat> I call that person the truth speaker—the one yeah. that you will tell the truth to, and that will tell the truth to you—and really, that shouldn't be your spouse or significant other, <laughs> because because
0: yeah,
1: the work thing, you don't want to met, you don't want to do that, but. What's really interesting to me now, after the last, uh, you know, 300 and some episodes of my podcast, and especially in the last 200 and some episodes of my podcast, where I've had 95% of them are entrepreneurs, small business owners, um, what's really interesting to me is those that are still trying to make it on their own. So they have maybe no extra team or, you know, what you know, that's one element of making it on your own, but they have no accountability partner or no mastermind group or more, no coach. Those are the ones who do a lot of talking, but don't get a lot of results Mm -hmm. yet Mm -hmm. still think they're moving forward. And yet, you know, in the back of their head, you know, they've got that, like all of us, you know, that, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm an imposter, you know, kind of syndrome. And I think that the biggest challenge, it took me a long, long time to find my business coach. and I was looking, I was still terrified of it because you know that once you do that, you are accountable. So now yeah. those things, all those things that fill up notebooks of ideas, you don't have to do them all, but you have to do the ones that are important. But when I finally found um, the coach that I wanted, it was such the sense of relief of, oh my God, now somebody else. Is going to ask me about it and help me. And when I get stuck, I don't have to give excuses of why I'm not there. I can say I'm stuck, or I just, you know, I didn't work on it at all this week, or whatever. And that just takes so much of the loneliness of being an entrepreneur um, out of the way.
0: One hundred percent. And that's that's exactly why I have a coach, and that's exactly why I created the master the business accountability masterminds because. Sometimes you don't you don't need that intensity of coaching. And sometimes you just need the camaraderie of other fellowpreneurs mm-hmm. or entrepreneurs that are going, Well, crap, I kind of know what I'm doing, but not exactly. And then yeah. they admit it, you know, that vulnerability, like you said at the beginning, yeah. is huge in accountability and in becoming that that level of leader that we all strive to be, hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I've met a few in my time. Right. Yeah, you wonder sometimes. <laughs> I know. Sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Kyle, I love what you do. I love your concepts. And uh, I think they're very much in line with, um, you know, not just what I believe, but, what a lot of, you know, my listeners and viewers, you know, really value is that sense of knowing that, especially if you're making those next steps, or you're going to find that business coach, you're going to find that mastermind group that you're going to find one that there are enough options out there to find someone who truly matches what yeah. you want. You don't just have to say, I'm going to pick that person because they've been yelling at me that they're going to make me a, you know, a you know, the double digit, you know, $20 million business. Um, but they're really going to be aligned to who you are and where you are and take you there organically and authentically.
0: Yeah. Yep. They're out there for sure. There's the right fit.
1: Absolutely. So, and we'll have all of your contact information on our show notes so that anybody who's interested, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they say, I think this is the guy for me. What's the best way for them to find you?
0: Yeah. So my last name is Gillette, like the razor. And so if you visit <laughs> GilletteSolutions.com, uh, you will find me. And really the best way is just to click on that discover call link. We'll have a powerful coaching conversation and talk about what's going on with you. And if, if we're fit.
1: Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last sage words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers?
0: Uh, if you don't have that accountability or you want more, you're probably going to be surprised at who you can connect with. It's Mm -hmm. just an ask. You can't get a yes unless you ask. And I'm always surprised at who I get yeses from just because I ask. You get no's too, but no is part of that building of that foundation. So look for no's so that you can get that yes that you're supposed to have.
1: Mm, I love it. Kyle, thank you so much for sharing your sage words of advice with us. And it has been a pleasure having you as a guest today.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer
1: experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always... Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us
0: today.